Welcome everybody to Tournament Talk. And today I have a very special guest, Gary from Tennis with Gary. I don't know how to say his last name, so I'm going to have him say his last name. Go for it, Gary. <laughs> okay, hi. Thanks for having me, Marissa. It's a pleasure. Uh, so, my name is Gary Kushnerovich, um, and Marissa asked me to give you guys a little bit of a, of a brief bio. So, I'm going to try to keep this short and sweet. Uh, I'm going to speed talk through this part, and then we'll slow it down <laughs> for the rest of our chat. So, um, I grew up playing tennis in the eastern section, northeast. Um, I did well sectionally, but I uh, never really got a chance to, to travel too much. Uh, so then I ended up playing lower-level D1 tennis. I played for uh, the U.S. Military Academy, uh, and then I finished my degree with St. John's University, winning a conference title uh, at the Patriot League uh, with Army and the Big East uh, at, at St. John's. So that's that was my college experience. And uh, I started coaching in college to kind of fund myself as uh, even though I don't know if NCAA would be happy to hear that you know maybe with the rules changing that's uh, that's a different thing but uh, you know made made some money to kind of like pay rent and do all that stuff and I realized that I wanted to pursue a, a professional career uh, so that I could see what it actually takes to achieve that level uh, so then I ended up traveling for a bit competing you know uh, paying my way through that and I got just inside the top 1,000 on the ATP ranking. Uh, it was a great experience. Got to travel uh, a decent amount uh, for a couple of years, so that was great. And then I still enjoy competing because who doesn't like playing points? You know, I, I like working on my game and all that. And most recently, I uh, played the wild card event and won it for the New York Open, uh, which is an ATP 250, so I got to play the qualities for that. I got uh, my my tush handed to me, but um, it was still it was a great experience nonetheless. And so uh, that's that's kind of where I'm at. And I uh, what I do now is I help tennis players play smarter uh, by improving their movement and their strategy on the court. And I work uh, independently in New Jersey and New York region. So that is my bio. Amazing. Okay, I didn't even actually know. Uh, how high ranked you got with the ATP stuff? That's pretty legit, man. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a fun time. I, uh, I wouldn't say high rank. Thousand is. Uh, uh, I mean, if you're, if we're talking, you're right. It's I mean, to, high rank to. for a lot of people. That <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> um, nonetheless, very impressive bio. I'm I'm excited that you're having. Um, joining us on the podcast today. But um, today, you guys, we are going over very important topics, and that is how you can improve your tennis um, with fitness and specifically just training your fitness, um, not with technique, but off, is it on, are we doing on-court exercises? We're both on on and off the court some stuff, yeah, I think think we're, we were talking about it kind of like the five five ways that we can help players improve their their fitness and performance on the court right because yeah um all of your audience they're uh, avid tennis players to some degree right they want to be playing tennis for many years and i think one of the uh important things is there's a lot of things that you could take from performance like i, I deal with high performance players and uh, that's what i'm passionate about but there's a lot of things that can be taken from uh, those players in their training and apply to everybody across the board. Uh, yeah. Whether you're recreational, you know, you're once a week or, or once a month or whatever. I think we all have a desire to play and move well and do 
that for many, many years. So, you know, taking care of our body, I think, is really, really important, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, do you want to just dive right in? Yeah, like, I mean, honestly, I'm really excited for today. This is something that I'm also really passionate about, which is why um, I'm excited that you're here and we're chatting about it because um, just knowing from personal experience the amount that having some off-court training or even on-court training but like specific to um, developing those tennis muscles the ones that are most commonly used like you just feel so much stronger when you're out there you you're stronger in the legs you're stronger in the lats or wherever you're stronger from working that muscle you just feel like a million bucks when you actually take it on the court so these are going to be amazing i'm excited um let's take it into these five ways that players can improve uh their conditioning and their strength Let's go. Okay, fantastic. So the first one is uh, deadlifting, right? And I know a lot of uh, a lot of people have this kind of like weird connection to us, or uh, maybe it's a stigma where it's only used for you know bulking or whatever it is. But deadlifting is the number one way to improve ground force, which as tennis players, that's your first step, right? So you don't just have to lift a ton of weight in order to. to have an effective deadlift or have it translate onto the court um you know doing it in a power way where you're you know really explosive off the ground using lighter weight but deadlifting regardless across the board is extremely extremely helpful for tennis yeah. um for your serve for your first step running down shots everything right so that's the first one Got it. um the I agree. second <laughs> one it, it, second <laughs> one is in terms of uh, uh conditioning this is right up uh, what you've been doing right now with with Rip of Fitness and your jump series, right? Uh, did I say that correct? Jump skip skip series, skip right? Fit, yes. Skip series. Sorry, <laughs> I I am actually a fan of calling it skipping rope rather than jumping rope. Uh, so I'm all I'm skip all in on that. Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> so I think the and this is so so undervalued, right? Um, all tennis players move really really well, and the number one thing that they do what rec players have a tendency to not do is they're constantly moving their feet, right? So getting yourself used to and accustomed to constantly moving your feet by skipping rope. Uh, There's a really great drill that Andy Murray uh, was doing a lot when he was still competing. It's uh, three minutes on, one minute off, and you do it up to 15 sets, right? Depending on your age and level, but um, at least five sets, five rounds. So three minutes on, one minute off. And you want to be averaging like 150 skips uh, a minute. And that would be stellar because you're taking a lot of steps. Um, it's, it is exhausting. And uh, you do notice a huge difference in terms of your cardio endurance. If you get up to the, the 10 to 15 set range, you're like, wow, uh, playing a, a match becomes kind of easy, right? Yeah. Uh, because you're only really playing a match for like 17 minutes out of the entire time. There's a lot of in-between time. So if you could skip rope for 45 minutes, three minutes, right, by 15 is, <laughs> you're going to be, you're going to feel great. Yeah. So, sure. um, that's, that's a huge one. And, um, I know that you have this, uh, the series and you've posted some videos on it already. And I think one of the amazing things that you're doing is, uh, the progressions, right? It, it's not about just, you can do, you can skip rope in so many different ways. Some people find it boring, but there's, you just posted the other day 20 different variations that you could do with it. Yeah. And if you're doing that, right, for yeah. 45 minutes, you're going to 
a middle-of-the-line forehand, a short backhand, a wide backhand, and a deep backhand. So it's from the middle of the court, you're moving in seven different directions. Um, and basically what you're working on there is you know, cleaning up your footwork to get to each one of these shots within two to three steps. Yeah. Uh, and you want to do this, it's seven shots. If you do this for three sets, you're going to feel it. It's going to be really aggressive, especially if you're really focusing on sinking down into your split and pushing off in each direction really cleanly. So that's uh, a really, really good one for footwork. Um, I think one of the most commonly uh, undertrained elements of tennis, right, is like Fed, Fed's always quoted for this is if I move well, I play well, right? Yeah. So you want to work on your footwork to some degree. Um, and then our last tip for uh, how to improve your performance is racket head speed. So we're going to call this the towel drill and I recently posted this and we've talked about this a little bit and you can do this both for your serve or your ground strokes and what you do is you take your racket, the length of your racket, and you match it to a towel and you just tie a knot where the tip of your frame would be. So you have that length and then you just go through kind of like infinity swings for your serve and you do the same thing for your ground strokes uh, and just adding in a little bit of that focus like where you're accelerating from and getting that great extension into the ball uh, is a really really good way to just add in that racket head speed and get you you know accelerating at the correct point in your swing so um recap i guess <laughs> really quick sorry yeah that's, no that's it's, it's good so it's, uh deadlifting uh interval deadlifting for strength and power uh interval jump roping for conditioning change of direction using the Andy Murray side-to-side -side drill. Um, footwork would be the clock drill, and then uh, the towel drill for racket head speed. And those are those are my five tips and takeaways. I love it. Um, let's go into a little bit more depth about the deadlift part, because yes. not to mention this, I mean, not to call certain people out, I might be one of them, but before I got into more of the fitness side, I was a junior that was never stressed the importance of hitting the gym, hitting the weights. Um, it was all on court for me. And so for those that just like don't, I guess, uh, go into a little bit more detail about proper form on the deadlift because I know that can cause injuries if they don't have like a trainer or somebody watching them. There's certain things yes. that you want to make sure that's, that's happening with that deadlift. So explain a little bit. Yes. Yeah, so... Um, I one of the biggest things is neutral spine, right? Um, we want to make sure that we're not looking up with our head or looking down. You basically look straight and you would, when you're doing it, you want to always lift with your, your legs. Uh, that's a big one. I think one of the common or misunderstood understood things about deadlifting is that it's, um, you know, it has to be a lot of weight. And honestly, you can do a really effective single leg you know, deadlift, single leg RDL, where it's a stiff leg, you're not bending the leg, right? And you just kind of go into uh, a crane. And that is incredibly uh, potent for your hamstrings, which is uh, super important. But just in terms of form is keeping a neutral spine. So if you were looking at me from the side, you want to make sure that you're not looking down or looking up where it's completely straight. And when you go back, you're activating your lats, making sure you're seated back with your shoulders and you're actually driving through your heels and making sure that you're actually spreading the floor apart so you're driving your knees out a little bit as you push up and engage your glutes 
uh, because it's not just your hamstrings that are participating, but it's also your glutes that participate. And uh, yes, it is uh, a posterior chain, which is your hamstrings, right, your back, everything. It's a posterior chain exercise. But if you're doing it right, you'll feel it everywhere, right? It's yes. your core engages, your stabilizers in your shoulders from holding the weight. Everything is being activated. And if done properly, uh, has a lot of really uh, great translations onto the court. I think one of the, you mentioned it, right, like you want to prevent injury. I think one of the big things is record yourself, right? Yeah. Um, and then try to match it up, okay, uh, take yourself through the you know checkpoints where am I activating my glutes when I'm you know actually coming up? Am I spreading my, my legs apart a little bit, like pushing them apart? Am I uh, making sure that I'm not curling my back and lifting with my shoulders? Right, I'm seated back. I've got that neutral spine where I'm not curling or anything. Um, and I think those are the, the big ones driving through the heels. Right, um, and then if you record yourself, I think you most people would notice. Oh, okay, you know, I do have a little bit of a of a hunch, or you know, maybe I'm, you know, trying to lift and throw my weight, my back out, right? But instead, you have to be lifting straight. Um, in that sense, I think you're absolutely right. You mentioned like, as juniors, we're not. I was also, I was told you should be working out, but I wasn't told the importance of it, right? So, um, I think there's. People think, oh, it's only for, for gaining muscle or whatever, but um, lifting weights has been proven to improve you know, your uh, skeletal density, like bone density, right? There's a, a lot of benefit to that uh, so that when you're older, you're not as, as fragile. Yeah. Um, and you know, it just comes with age. We, we lose calcium. We, it's just a part yeah. of it. But if you do actually train with weights, you have that bone density. It's reinforced, right? You're... Um, you learn proprioception, which is like your understanding of space around you. Uh, there, there's so many benefits to just you know, being in tune with your body uh, when you train you know, in the gym that then translates so well onto the court. Now, I'm a big, big believer of that, and I know that you are too. Yeah. I, see your, I see your training videos. I see you getting after it. Um, it's it's crucial. Yeah, get that pump. I'm so buff. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get that license for those right <laughs> but but for real though um as far as just strength wise um i know that like also a lot of players think like oh you know i don't have to worry about that because i'm not as hardcore as that guy over there on court five you know like um honestly these things these five ways that you can improve your your fitness like these are these are for every level and every player. Like, don't think that you have to be somebody trying to get into college or trying to play the pro circuit in order to take this stuff seriously because it literally will make the difference in your game. And not only that, but just like your overall feeling of endurance and strength. And I know, and I know that Gary knows that you definitely feel the difference when you feel strong out there and you feel like you're engaging the proper muscles. So it's it's uh, definitely got to do it. So glute engagement with those deadlifts and, and that full body. And then we got number two was, oh, what was that again? Iron drop. Skip it. Skip yes, rope. the skip roping. And then we got the change of direction. And we've got the number four. Clock drill. Clog drill, your Clock fave. Yeah. This is so good. And, and then, then the towel drill. And then the towel drill. Oh, that one. I wanted to touch on that because that's like one of my favorites. Um, 
just like that's a huge one anybody can do it and I, I love this one because you can do it at home because it will literally help you loosen up your grip and just have your wrists kind of like letting go uh, this is a huge thing with my recreational players which I'm sure you see it too is like they, they're they're stiff and they're like they don't let their wrist go away from their forearm and it's such a huge yes. thing like this can help any level any player if you want to learn racket head speed, you guys do this towel drill. Like, just start, just start whipping it around, and you'll totally get what yeah. looseness of wrist feels like. <laughs> like, and yeah, it's that that looseness, right? Mm-hmm. That you're using your body in a in an efficient way that feels natural, right? You're not like you're not obviously pulling anything yeah. uh, that's weird. You're just swinging to what feels natural for you, and uh, I think that that's also that's so important that it it should feel loose, right? It's not. It shouldn't feel like muscled and, and stiff and, and robotic I, this whole like t, 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 no it's yeah exactly yeah. We're, not, we're not chopping anything you don't want to like break it up just just flow flow just that flow. you know, have that just relax. feel just go you know what yeah. I always tell my um my players I say your upper body is on vacation in Mexico you're so relaxed but your lower body is doing all the good work right Yes, so, yes, I love that. That's a great uh, way to think about it. I, I literally have to tell people, like, I'm on vacation up here, but I'm doing a workout down here. <laughs> like, yes. Uh, that's such a big thing. And then uh, the skipping, that is also going to help with looseness of wrist, FYI, because um, it teaches you that you're holding on to a grip, but you're, you're just letting the wrist go. So I love yes. all of that. That is so important um hopefully you guys wrote that down or if you're just listening make sure that you write them down after you're done listening and get to a pen and paper because this is the real deal stuff um i love this um so tennis with gary you guys that is his instagram if you guys want more um focus on that fitness aspect and not only that just like all things tennis uh, tennis with gary's got it um is there anything else you would like to tell the wonderful people of the world that you have in, um, in your, you know, ready to go, ready to give them? You got any fun other yes, social so, medias? Um, if, you, if you guys are, uh, I appreciate that. Thanks. I'm going to plug it right now. So uh, <laughs> Plug it right there. Uh, Click the link in the box. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, if you guys are looking for just a, a, a really good, tactical playbook uh, it's a freebie that i have it's on my website uh tenniswithgary.com uh, if you go on there you can also learn more about uh about some of the work that i've done with my players uh check me out on youtube same thing tennis with gary instagram tennis with gary uh and i am uh going to be relaunching so just completed five week footwork uh it's a course that i have been running this past uh I just did it five weeks, and uh, I'm going to be launching it again at the end of this month. So, you know, if you guys are interested in improving your uh, your mental, your footwork, your uh, conditioning, your strength, all of the good stuff that is required to be a tennis player, uh, please uh, feel free to sign up. Shoot me a message if you uh, are, have any questions about it. Um, I'm usually pretty good about answering my DMs. So that's, that's about it. That's my plug. Awesome. <laughs> I literally will be putting that link though in the in the description below. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Um, but other than that, um, thank you so much. I'm sure everybody listening got a ton of great insight from that and ways that they can improve their fitness and their tennis. Um, and other than that, I'm probably gonna close up because we're getting a little over time. But 
Uh, thank you so much, and we will see you and everyone else again on the next episode of Tournament Talk. Woohoo! We will see you guys later. Yes. <laughs>